Fresh off the grill. We are live. This is Fresh Off the Grill Podcast, your main number one podcast for the sizzling hot MMA news. I'm your boy Gabe. And I'm Rob. Bunch of fights on this weekend. We have Bellator 223, Musasi versus Lovato. And Bellator fucked up, of course. This wasn't available live. It was taking place in England, and they played it on tape delay by nine hours. Nine hours. And you'd think with that kind of time, you'd be able to fit your main event in, right? No. The night ended with a co-main event. They didn't even play the title fight on TV. So I had to go on the app to watch Musasi versus Lovato, which I ended up saying fuck it because at that point I was done. Bellator is fucking up. Not only, you can't do a tape delay to a sporting event. Especially a nine-hour tape delay. I yeah. thought you were going to say like five, ten minutes. No. What is England? Six hours ahead of us? So it was actually a six-hour. Bellator is usually a nine o'clock start time, and it still started at nine o'clock, but that's six hours after it already happened in England. But that's unexcusable, especially in the internet age where everybody's going to know who won the fight before yeah. it even gets to us. I already knew who won. And I still went to go watch it on my DVR because I DVR'd it, watched it. I get to the co-main event. It ends. Great fight. Paul Daly versus Eric Silva. And then after that fight ends, they're like, all right, tune in next time for a women's title fight that no one gives a shit about. I was like, oh, not going to play the title fight for the, the card. I mean, it was fucking named after Musasi versus Lovato and they didn't even play it. Now, was the reason they just ran out of time or... I don't know. Because I'm guessing they only have a certain amount of time yeah. slot. Like, uh, but if that's, a, if that's the case, why not play your fucking title fight? Beats me. I mean, this and many other reasons is why Bellator is considered a below UFC. I always like watching Bellator, but they always do little stupid shit like this that pisses me off. It's very unprofessional. That and tape delaying. You can't tape delay a sporting event. Imagine playing the Patriots game and then three hours later they play it. Or they aired on TV. Yeah, it'd be completely ruined. Did you actually end up watching the fight? The title fight? No. Because I got onto the app and I was like, fuck this, I'm done. I already know who won anyways. There was no point at that time. Just stupid. They need to change the way they do shit. If it's not in America, just do it live. We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! Right. Fucking thing sucks! If it's at fucking 12 o'clock in the afternoon, like some of the UFC cards, that's great. No one's going to complain. People are going to watch it. They're not going to watch it. They're not going to want to watch shit that they already know the results to. True. So fuck you, Scott Coker. That was stupid. We also got to see BKFC 6. Pauli Malinaji versus Artem Lobov. That fight kind of sucked. Didn't live up to the hype? I mean, it's not going to. I knew with who Pauly was and seeing him fight, there was no way that was going to be a good fight. He was talking about all this shit, how he was going to send Artem to the hospital, turn his face into like Hamburg, shit like that. And I knew it was trash because he has brittle hands. He has like three knockouts in 40 fights. Didn't he end up breaking his hand again? He broke his hand. His face was all cut up. He's like, oh, he only hit me clean once. Like, dude, it looks like he just went through a wood chipper. Pauly lost that fight. He lost rounds three, four, and five. Won the first two rounds purely on jabbing and running away. You can't do that in a sport that aggression and actual fighting means so much. This isn't actual boxing. It's close, but you're not going to get points based on defense like Floyd Mayweather does. It's not going to work. 
Right. You have to push the pace. You have to be aggressive. You actually have to throw punches. I think I counted he may have thrown two to three punches in the final round. And he was so confident he won. It was ridiculous. Like, his look of shock was amazing. I would have paid $40 just to see that again. But overall, I thought it was a pretty good card. Chris Lieben lost. Wasn't expecting that. Is this his first return since uh, his MMA career? No, he fought bare knuckle once against Phil Baroni in a different league. Won that in like 30 seconds. He fought the last card, BKFC 5, I believe, and won that in like 30 seconds. So I thought he was going to walk through this dude because the guy that he fought was a former lightweight. Right. So I thought there's no chance he's going to hit as hard as Lieben or be able to take his shots. He did. He pushed the pace. He landed more. He fucked Chris up. It's actually a pretty good fight. Overall, I thought the card they delivered again. I like these BKFC cards. They all end up pretty good. I still have yet to watch anything besides highlights and shit you've shown me. So This is actually the first card where it didn't have one holy shit fight. Yeah. Like, last card, we had Artem Lobov versus Jason Knight. That's where they both went full tilt, both got fucked up, both dropped multiple times, both cut, both fighting into the end. That was a great fight. Leonard Garcia versus Julian Lane. Great fight. Joey Beltran versus Tony Lopez. Great fight. Every single card has had one holy shit fight. This one didn't. But still all great fights. I enjoyed the card. I'd get it again, I think. So we also had UFC Fight Night 154 this weekend. You actually watched this card. Yeah, I did. What did you think about it? Pretty good card altogether, I have to say. I thought it was pretty good. People are sleeping on these cards just because they don't have big names on them. But that's usually the people that come out to fight, people that are trying to make a name for themselves. And more hungry. Yeah, exactly. Parts of the Holland fight weren't great, but... You, I think you could also attribute that to him hurting his shoulder and the other guy not really knowing it. How stupid can you be, though? The The ref came over, or the doctor came yeah. over and, like, stretched his shoulder out. He yeah. came over to him multiple times, asked if he was good. Yeah. I think the Italian cat got robbed. I really think that he won this fight. I wouldn't say robbed, but I think he definitely won the fight. I, mean, I think he won the second and third round. Do you think Holland just won because he's a little bit bigger of a name, or...? You can never really tell with these judges. Sometimes they will judge a fight and score it to the fight. If there's so little done in the fight, they'll do it to the person who's more aggressive and advancing more. And Holland was advancing more. It's just the same way that Derek Lewis beat Francis Ngannou. They threw maybe three punches the whole fight. But Derek Lewis was the one pushing forward and moving forward, so he got the decision. I think it's kind of the same thing here. I really don't think he won. He definitely talked a lot of trash at the end of this, yeah. too. I wouldn't have given him the win, no. I scored it for the Italian guy. Chicharito, whatever the fuck his name was. Yeah, that's why I just said the Italian. Did it ever come out how, like, what happened to his shoulder? Did he dislocate it, or? He said it came out in the fight. He said, yeah, my shoulder came out, so I'm assuming I'm... he dislocated it and it popped back in. Yeah, that's what it sounded like. Yeah. I wasn't sure. Another interesting thing is that the Italian guy apparently played linebacker for the... The Roman... Grizzlies? The... I don't think there's any Grizzlies in Rome, so... Now, was that the European Football League, or was that... It wasn't the European Football League. Not the Austria. But it was a European Football okay, League. Okay, not yeah. part of the NFL. Yeah, that, that hasn't existed in quite some time, actually. That's but, what I was confused about. Yeah. I just thought that was pretty interesting. You gotta think about how they came up with that name, though. American Football. A grizzly bear. is brown. Scary animal. 
stupid. I don't know why I was doing a Russian Me accent. neither. I... It's his brown. He's big. It's a big, a scary bear. Big American bear. All Italians are Mario's, and they're all plumbers. Yeah. Fucking stupid name. Next, before we start talking about this fight, I wanted to mention the ref that he was on a couple of fights in this card. Goddamn juiced-up-looking leprechaun. Oh, you mean Brock Lesnar? <laughs> pocket size. That guy's ridiculous. He reminds me of the referee Ed Hockley from the NFL. Jacked for no reason. This dude can't wipe his own ass, and he's old as fuck, too. No, he's walking around like a goddamn gorilla, short as fuck, and then he gets a polo shirt that's like three sizes too small. Why do they do that? You can see his spine through the front. <laughs> Lee batters De La Rosa for three rounds, pouring blood out of her face. She looked oh, like... She, she fucked her up. She looked like Street Fighter game over scene. Did she win a 30-27 decision? Or did they give Montana the first round? I don't remember the score. I mean, she stayed in it. The only time she was dangerous was when she was taking her down. When it got into it a little bit, Lee started taking her down. So it's like she didn't even have that, really. I want to see Angela Lee versus the Karate Hottie. They both have good striking and both of their takedowns have gotten a lot better. I'd like to see that fight. She definitely seemed very well-rounded. And with Dana White saying that Michelle Watterson's not getting the next title shot, especially since they just signed the title shot, they're giving it to that Chinese fighter, I forget her name. Zhang, I believe. Yeah, but I'd like to see Angela Lee versus Michelle Watterson. I mean, I watched that. Winner of that could get the next title shot. They don't have much going at 125. I mean, they're giving the next title shot to Liz Carmouche purely because she beat Valentina like 10 years ago. And I know I say this every time I watch a women's fight, but they're always getting much significantly better. Yeah, they're definitely getting better. They're getting more better, more faster. Well, it's because the guys have, I don't want to say peaked because you can get better. I haven't even begun to peak. And when I do peak, you'll know. Because I'm going to peak so hard that everybody in Philadelphia is going to feel it. They're definitely at a plateau right now as far as talent-wise. John Jones was the last gigantic, huge improvement we saw coming. And no one's been that good for a while. Speaking of which, I guess uh, I got an ESPN update that I I guess he's in the testing pool again. Oh, no. He's been tested more times than any other athlete in the testing pool. It's official. Was that what it was? Yeah. Oh, I just saw the little... Yeah. And he's passing them, so good for him. I guess. No more picograms? No more picograms, no more dick pills. His penis is working fine, I guess. Fucking idiot. Next fight we had uh, Yule dominates in pretty much an all-out slobber knocker. Dos Santos, he tried to come back at him a little bit. Same kind of story as the last fight almost where he really only had a chance to take him down on the ground. He did show a little bit of ground and pound at the end of the third. Some. But that was a far cry, and it was a little too much too late. That was really his only showing in that fight, besides a couple of counter punches. Andre hit him with some beautiful combinations. He fucked him up. He hit him with like three jabs in a row, then came across with a fierce right. He rocked that dude. He had his face looking all fucked up. I thought that was a great fight. He, that kid's going to be good. Andre Yule or however you pronounce his last name, he's going to be good. He's still young. Give him a couple years, and he could be contending for the 135 belt. He's going to be good in a while. Yeah, he... Give him another year or two, and he could top five. He's definitely really good up on his feet. I think if he works on his takedown defense a little bit more, he's going to be really, really formidable. I could see him being a future champion. 
Then we have Brown, who got the TKO with 2 minutes 54 seconds into the third round. Great victory for the underdog in this fight. He looked better than ever before in this fight. His stand-up looked good. His ground game looked good. I didn't think he'd be able to finish Barbarina like that. It was a surprise, especially coming in the third. Yeah, he didn't gas either. He has a good gas tank. He kept the forward pressure going the entire fight, striking well. And I'd like to see him get a top 10 opponent next. Because Barbarina is a tough fighter. He's tough to finish. Strong, good striking. He's a well-rounded fighter, and this kid looked good. And he's still young. And then, obviously, we have our main event. The Korean Zombie versus... Hanato Morikano. I didn't expect this, and I know I picked him. But, geez, he still fucking got it, dude. Still got it, dude? I think he's getting better. <laughs> It's funny, if you go back and watch some of the pre-fight stuff, I know I've told you this before, but Hanato Moikano was kind of downplaying the Korean zombie skills, and he was like, oh, the only thing I really need to watch out for is that right hand, which ended up being kind of funny because that's exactly what took him out, so obviously he didn't do a very good job. He didn't listen to his own advice. But the way Chan Sung Jung slipped that jab that Hanato threw right before and immediately hit him with that right cross, kind of hookish. Kind of like an overhand yeah, almost. but he hit him so cleanly and slipped that jab beautifully. That was a great punch. That hit him right on the button, and then he finished him up on the ground. It was really textbook. He also became the only 145-er with two finishes in under a minute, so that's pretty impressive. Who's, yep. the, who, who's the other one? Who, who do you have the finish over? Uh, Mark Hominick. It's actually tied for the fastest knockout in UFC history. Hmm. He also owns a win over Dustin Poirier, who's getting a title shot against Khabib in a couple months. That should be a good fight, too. Yeah, it will be. You gotta have someone like Dustin to fight Khabib, someone that's gonna bring the pressure and not caring about taking down. But I still think Tony's the best fight for Khabib going forward. Ferguson? Yeah. Do you want to get straight into the picks for the next card? The next card we have is... Yeah, we have UFC Fight Night, Ngannou versus Dos Santos. The first fight of the night, we have Alonzo Menafield versus Paul Craig. I'm going to go with Alonzo on this one. He's undefeated. I feel like he's the easy pick in this fight. He, he also looked good his last couple fights. Paul Craig's one of those fighters, though, you can't count out. His last fight, he was getting tooled up. And he won by submission. I think it was his second fight in a row that he was losing that he won by submission in the third round. Paul Craig. So you can't count him out. Next, we have Drew Dober versus Marco Polo Hayes. I'm going with Drew Dober again. Uh, he's got the experience. I'm going with Dober as well. He's looked, again, it sounds like a broken record, but he's looked good his last couple fights. He did lose his last fight, if I remember correctly, but he looked good before getting caught doing it. Third fight of the night, we've got Roosevelt Roberts versus Vince Pichel. I'm going with Vince just because I want to see that dude win. He's a frequent guest on this podcast I listen to called the MMA Roasted. I thought you were going to say this podcast. I was like, when was that? I would, I've been drinking too that'd much. That'd be kind of cool. He still drives like a AAA tow truck and shit. <laughs> he does that on the side. No, that's what he does for work. He doesn't get paid enough from the UFC. Poor bastard. Which is kind of sad. I mean, that's kind of how these fighters are, especially when you're not a big name guy you're not getting paid only the top five percent probably don't have to have another job this this goddamn reebok deal is fucking killing it it's stupid they can't even get sponsorships because of it uh i'm gonna go roberts once again undefeated it was an easy pick for me generally i'll ride that train as, as long as i can 
I actually I don't remember I've seen Roberts fight. Can't really speak to his skills, but like I said, I'm going with Vince Pichel purely because he's a guest on this podcast I listen to and I like hearing him. And everybody knows tow truck drivers can throw. Oh, that's what he does. That's what he specializes in. He fucking hates wrestling. <laughs> hates wrestling. Hate. He doesn't hate jujitsu, but he'd much rather stand and bang. We also have Damian Maya on this card versus Anthony Rocco Martin. And Anthony Martin has looked good the past couple of fights. But I'm going to go with Damian Maya just because is there a nicer dude in MMA than Damian Maya? I'd have to go with Maya as well. Damian Maya is still good. He's 42 now, still performing just as good as he was five, seven years ago. No complaints here. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm going with. Ground game still among the best in all of MMA. And in the co-main event, we have the plus 150 underdog Juicy Formiga. Versus the minus 185 favorite, Joseph Benavides. I'm going with Formiga on this one just because he's fought more recently. He's been in the cage more. Joseph's been kind of hurt. I think he's coming back from an ACL surgery. And Formiga's looked pretty good in his last couple fights. I'm just going to go Benavides. He's an entertaining fighter. I don't know. This is... Generally, I go with my gut on these picks. So I don't even really put too much thought into it. I usually just look at the names and go, yeah. Sounds good. That's great. With this weight class, this is 125. And with Henry Cejudo being the 125 and 135-pound champ, he just got hurt. He's going to be out six months. So not only is he holding up the 125-pound division, he's holding up the 135-pound division. Now, is there any talks about interim champions for either of these? Not yet, but I'm sure they will be. Give it... Maybe by September they'll start talking about interim championship. And there goes one of the problems with being a champ champ. It's stupid. You hold up not one but two divisions if you MMA is so easy to get hurt with during the training. Especially the wrestling. If you're not used to wrestling your whole life, you can get into situations and positions where it's easy to like pull a knee, strain an ankle, calf, shoulder, anything. If you're not used to it every day for 20 years much easier to get hurt in wrestling than it is in just boxing. Yeah, before you know it, you could tear your ACL in your shoulder. Yeah. (laughs) That's an inside joke. That's just for us, guys. That's for the milkman. And in our main event, we have the minus 260 favorite Francis Ngannou versus the plus 200 underdog Junior Dos Santos. I'm going with Francis Ngannou, and that's Rob's lock of the week. I don't see how he's not a worse underdog in this, actually. Based off of how Ngannou performed against Velasquez, I mean, don't get me wrong, Junior's won his past two fights, but he doesn't have the chin he used to. I also don't think he can throw hard enough to knock out Ngannou. I think he can. But the difference between the two is Ngannou hasn't taken the damage Dos Santos has. And is Dos Santos going to be able to eat a punch? To give three? That's the real question. Not from this man. I don't think Dos Santos's chin is going to hold up. Is he going to try to wrestle? We haven't seen Dos Santos try to wrestle. I'm sure he's capable of it. But early in the fight when Ngannou still has all his stamina, all his strength, all his energy, is Dos Santos going to be able to take him down? Francis is my obvious pick, if you couldn't tell. And he's just too goddamn strong. May God have mercy on Junior's soul. He has no chance in this fight. 
I honestly don't see how he wins. And it's a shame because I really like Dos Santos. Love Dos Santos. I just, this is a terrible fight for him. Terrible fight for him. This is this is probably his last run at greatness, and it's not going to end well. Yeah, I think if he wins this, whoever wins this fight, I think gets the next title shot at oh, heavyweight. definitely, definitely. Whether it's against Stipe or Cormier. I, I think the UFC wants Nganu to fight Cormier and take the championship. That's what I think. Do you think DC really wants to fight him? He said he does, yeah. DC is stupid as he is. Well, actually, maybe that's why he wants to fight him. But he also has said that his last fight could be against Stipe. But also Dana White wants to see him fight John Jones at heavyweight. I mean, I want to see it just because I want him to win without getting popped. But we've already seen it enough, honestly. We've seen it twice. I don't need to see it again. If I, you split the wins... I could take it or leave it. I don't need to see it. Plus, I don't want to see John Jones at heavyweight. I don't think he's going to be nearly as good as people think he is. I think he's going to get exposed at heavyweight people like, like Stipe, Nganu, even Junior Dos Santos at Can Velasquez, I think, could give John Jones a lot of trouble. Just based on power purely alone? or Power, size, yeah. He definitely can't muscle as many people as he can no. in light heavyweight division, but time will tell, I guess. Should be a fun couple months coming forward for the heavyweight division. And now for... Rob's Misconnections. I never asked for this feeling. I never thought I would fall. I never knew how I felt till the day you were gone. I wanted to get a good one this week. So it took a little bit. Alright. But I found one with a title came down between two. I chose Missing the Bad Boy. You used to work in real estate when we met a while back. You were tall, strong. You topped for the first time. Would do it again. <laughs> you topped for the first time? Yeah. This, this is a couple homeowners. Yeah, this is a big deal. Well, they are real estate agents too, Rob. It does seem like that's the most homosexual job position, I would say. Do you think so? I think so. No. Or at least I think a homosexual man would be very good at real estate. I would say interior design, but definitely I would say it works into their... It's up there. Wheelhouse? Their strengths. I would say yeah. strengths. It's in their wheelhouse, yeah. yeah. You could you could say that. The homeowner wheelhouse. Get that hitter. Queer eye for the straight guy. But yeah. All that stuff. Will and Grace. I don't, I don't know. I only know so many homosexual shows. Xena, Warrior Princess. The best homosexual show. <laughs> it was on the Logo Network, so I'm going to count that one. No, her and Gabrielle would definitely um, not sword fighting. That's definitely the wrong word. They were bumping shields. Clam jamming? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say that's my. Uh, that's the new one right now. Clam jamming's all right. I Point like that. It. Oh, also... Still no white people jokes. No. Not a single one has been sent in. Very disappointing. So I went on the internet and searched. <laughs> there aren't any. Like really good ones you're saying? There are no good ones. All of them have to do with white people being racist. Oh, I thought it was going to be like uh, we eat mayonnaise. There's a couple of those, but those aren't good. Yeah. Just, it's horrible. It's basically cracker jokes. Tracy Morgan, 
get on it. Wanda Sykes, get on it. We need more white jokes. Dave Chappelle has good white bits. Yeah, no real jokes, though. Yeah, we need some one-liners. Get get on that, guys. Plenty for everyone else. Uh, once again, you can email us those jokes at... FreshOffTheGrillPod. At gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram at FreshOffTheGrillPod. And Facebook. Give us a rate, review, subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Add us on Facebook. Give us a little thumbs up. You can leave us a viewer voicemail in the Anchor app. Or I'm pretty sure you can do it at pretty much any place you listen to a podcast now. I think you just got to click on the link at the top of the page. Probably. Probably can do it in your browser as well, too. But other than that, that'll just about do it this week. Adios. Peace. What did you think about it? I thought this was a great card altogether. The first fight... You want to wait for this? Yeah. It's a big scary bear. <laughs> My fucking ears, bro. <laughs> I'd like to see him fight, um... I can't think of anything right now. You can just cut that out, but... Fucking seven goddamn minutes and these noises are still coming. Yep. This is, um, we've had two to three trains and right after the train stopped, we had a, sounded like police or maybe ambulance and ambulance and fire fire trucks. I can see them. They're right there. Well, they drove past. Couldn't have waited five more minutes to have a heart attack.